0: Hey, hi. Hello. Welcome. And so it begins. Here we go. Guys, this is Prosecco Theory. We are new here. We are. Brand new. Yep. Little podcast babies. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We are here to tell you all about our Prosecco Theories. We are. We,
0: you know, we spend a lot of time having a little Prosecco and chatting and we think we're hilarious and thought you might think so too.
1: Well, time will tell. True. That's fair. You be the judge. But Megan, what is a prosecco theory? That is important. Uh, a prosecco theory is—it's that brilliant moment you arrive at casually when you're having conversation with friends or family, or you know anyone that you love. I think of it as relaxing with your vice of choice. For us, that's usually prosecco, that's true. but maybe for you, it's French fries. I don't know. Right. And so you're diving deep into some particular topic. It could be light. It could be serious. And through that discussion, you feel your thoughts come together and you're able to articulate your position perfectly. And And that's your Prosecco theory. Exactly. Yeah. So people know what Prosecco theory is. They have no idea who we are. Right. Who are we? (laughs) Let's see. Who are you?
0: I'm going to tell them about you. Okay, you you tell them about me, I'll tell them about you. Megan, I'm going to tell them all about you. Okay. Megan is a newly minted 40-year-old who is a super involved, kick-ass single mom of two girls who are 9 and 11. She coaches multiple sports teams. Um, She is a corporate badass, works more than full-time, and still devotes all that time to her kids. Um, She was raised in Montana. She's been in Seattle about 15 years. Um and among our group of friends, she is a shoulder that often everyone leans on. She's just sort of always wow, there.
1: That's nice. Well, it's true. That's true. Well, okay. This is getting embarrassing. So now I'm gonna introduce <laughs> you really quick. I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> so my partner in crime here is Michelle. Uh she is forty one, so not newly as minted to the forties no. as me, but <clears throat> you know, the Wiser elder, I guess. Uh, like sure. me, Michelle's a single mom and has two kids. She has a son who is seven, who also has autism, which is probably something that'll come up a lot sure it during will. our conversations. He's fantastic, and then she also has a daughter who is almost eleven, not quite there yet. Let's see what else about you. Michelle is a Seattle native. So she grew up here. Obviously, we're both in Seattle now. Michelle is a very liberal. <laughs> Proudly uh, so. <laughs> and um, good luck ever trying to beat Michelle at Cards Against Humanity because she is the ultimate champion among all our friends. But and please the- try because I really enjoy it. Well, it's still fun to play with yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come, you know, within a card or two, but it's pretty <laughs> rare to ever beat her. So... That's kind of a a very light and quick introduction to who we are. You'll probably get a better sense of who we are. You'll just have to listen. As these conversations happen. Get to know us over time. That's how that works. So why don't you tell everybody how we met? Well,
0: excuse me. Prosecco kicking in already. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we met. uh, Let's see, how old are our kids? They were five at the time, so this was... Almost six years ago, when kindergarten started yep. for our Good eldest math. children, Good thank math. you. All that
1: homeschooling is paying off. Oh god, damn it! The <laughs> quarantine
0: homeschooling Fucking kill me. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, we we met
0: uh, at the bus stop on the probably first day of kindergarten, and it, I don't think it was until we had like an informational meeting for Girl Scouts that we really, you and I, kind of stood and talked after. After the, do we want to get our daughters involved in this business?
1: Yeah, I think there was some of, you know, my ex-husband would sometimes take the kids to the bus stop. And then sometimes I would. So I wasn't consistently there every day. And so it took a little longer for you to get to know me. But Mm -hmm. we did have that Girl Scout meeting. And then you invited me to have dinner at your house with some other people Mm -hmm. wherein i consumed a lot of prosecco and other wine (laughs) i mean you were obviously the only one that did that we got along famously and uh you know what i knew though
0: is literally outside we're standing outside a library after this girl scout like informational meeting and the kids are sort of like jumping in bushes and falling downstairs and playing and we're just talking and and we had just come out of this like lots of moms and everybody's just getting to know each other and nobody right. is really totally the being awkwardness themselves. awkwardness of
1: kindergarten, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and then we got out there and we were both swearing and talking about like, oh my God, let's like hang out and have a drink and talk. And like, yeah. and I was like, I know this
1: girl can hang. This is going to be okay. Yeah. It was love at first sight. Instant uh,
0: connection. <laughs> So then after we met and started hanging out and the kids got to know each other and, you know, we kind of got um, a a name. Somebody named us a nickname, Yeah, a nickname. And it wasn't
1: just us. There were other moms involved. We we have a little squad, a little mom squad. Neighborhood squad. I like to think we're pretty open and welcoming. Absolutely. We love all the moms at our school.
0: We just like to have fun.
1: But, you know. Because of proximity, and anyone who has children knows this, the neighbor kids, the bus stop. We have a group of moms that we hang out with more often than others. And my older daughter decided, I don't know why, to start calling us the wine moms. And ever since she started calling us that, the name has stuck. It's stuck. (laughs) And we have called ourselves that for Mm. years. We're certainly not the only moms who drink wine. Oh, no. No. I loved that description.
0: She, you guys were going to have some people over and she asked who it was and you told
1: her and she was like, Oh, I thought it'd be the wine moms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She also would ask me, you know, if we're having a barbecue or something, are all of the wine moms coming? Um, So certainly (laughs) in her head, she had assigned certain people to that group. So I'll take it, I guess she called us right out. So, Okay. Let's talk about why we thought we might be a good pair to uh, host this podcast together. For sure. I mean, obviously, we have a similar sense of humor and we're really close, but not everything about us is exactly the same. Definitely not. Which leads to a lot of conversations, which leads to a lot of Prosecco theories.
0: Yes, so many Prosecco theories. <laughs> um, one of the things that I love about us is that we don't agree on everything, but we're always really willing to listen and Mm -hmm. like talk it out. And we're, we're both really um, open to the other's perspective.
1: Um,
0: And we agree on a lot of like big topics and, and then some that we don't like, like what?
1: Well, an easy topic of course is dating. I mean, we're both single moms and, have the joy of experiencing dating apps and ah, all that yes. comes along with it. But uh, one thing I would say is, you know, you and I probably have a large difference in the level of communication that we appreciate when we first log in to a dating app and, you know, match or connect with somebody and start talking. You are kind of a jump in the deep end person. Like you meet somebody that mm. you like, that you feel like you have a lot of common with, and you're really interested in having a lot of upfront communication, even if that means texting every day more than once a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I struggle with that. Like, um, you know, in the movie train wreck, mm-hmm. remember that scene <laughs> where, Amy Schumer and her friend are talking about that guy that she hooked up with the night before. And then he tried to call her and they were like, he's obviously like sick or something. (laughs) And then she answers the phone and she's like, Oh, I, you know, I think you butt dialed me. And he was like, no, I actually tried to call you. Like, that's me in that moment. I just like feel awkward about the, um, what I perceive to be, intense heavy reach out like Mm -hmm. calm down man i just met you i don't need to talk to you every day and if i haven't responded to your last seven texts (laughs) because i have like a fucking job and i'm working (laughs) so (laughs) yes that's a situation where we have talked about where we could probably the ideal place to be is meeting in the middle like i am probably a little too closed off to a lot of communication up front Mm -hmm. and you're probably a little too jump
0: in a little quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, So anyway, there's definitely discussion about that and, um, different perspectives because, you know, we're single moms and believe it or not, we have lives. So we're dating. Well,
0: that's the whole point. There's a
1: lot of hilarity to be found on (laughs) dating apps. So we absolutely have to talk about it all the time.
0: Single moms, working moms, trying to have a life moms.
1: I think you should talk about, um, vulnerability, you know, Mm. or I call it like emotional transparency. Sometimes that's another way that we're pretty different. I am, um, I I will tell
0: anyone anything. And I don't think that's necessarily the right way to like live your life. You're an open book. You're very much an open book. I'm an open book. And, um, you know, I, I have definitely found there have been times where I have, opened up to somebody and clearly they were not ready to hear what I had to say and i was <laughs> I like I mean you got to oh. give an example
1: if you're going to say oh, that you got to give an example
0: oh god okay wow
1: there hmm. i mean i can think of one day you told me about Oh, no. <laughs> this is the first episode, Megan. Where are we going right now? Well, okay. Then come up with another example. No, you say it. We can cut it. If we... <laughs> the one where you went on the date with a guy and you, like, told him all the things about your, mar- oh. your marriage and why it ended and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was basically just, mm-hmm. like, a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: So... <laughs> I, I went I mean, on you a... have to
1: go into details. No, it's fine. We will later, but it's
0: fine. Oh yeah. No, this one, this one's fine. It's not where I thought you were going. So we'll, oh. we'll save whatever that is oh, for later. Okay. Don't, okay. don't worry about it. It's okay. fine. Um, I, uh, yeah, I went out, um, for one date, a couple drinks with this guy. Uh, frankly, I should not have been dating yet. It was too soon after a breakup. Um, and I was not rebound. even close to over <laughs> that. And we're I, all guilty. We're all guilty. Yeah, it happens. Um, I made an error in judgment. <laughs> and I went and had some drinks with this guy. Nice guy. I knew as soon as he walked in, like,
1: it's not going to be for me. Wait, pause. Oh, No. Why did you know as soon as he walked in? Oh,
0: Megan, we have so many episodes to cover all these
1: <laughs> topics. I feel like we have time. Um, uh, well, okay. Fuck.
0: I don't want to. No, we got to do that later. It's okay. a, it was a height thing. And okay. So he yeah, was like 5'4"?
1: Well,
0: no. No, but he was like, <sighs> he was probably 5'9". Okay. But But he was like really skinny and like, I'm like. Like you feel like a normal would... human It's five, seven. And... You feel like
1: you'd beat him in like a break... wrestling match.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: mm-hmm. want to break a dude. Yeah. Anyway, a, he was fragile.
0: He could have been. Okay. I don't know. He had, I don't
1: know. I get it. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Jesus, mm-hmm. Megan. Moving okay.
0: on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he sits down and we're talking and I just, I laid every single card I have on that table in the hour and a half we were sitting there and this poor fucking guy was just
1: sort of like smiling and nodding
0: and like
1: and let me just say <laughs> Michelle has a lot of cards to lay you'll which learn. you know you'll probably hear later on oh but there's a lot of information i imagine that probably took a while and multiple drinks
0: it was yeah i had two he had one um as you do <laughs> <laughs> so a light uh, night for you huh? well yeah <laughs> It was a quick date. It's fine. Um, he was like, "Where is the door?" He might have been. Yeah. yeah. No. I just, you know, I've been through a lot in the last several years, and I know you. Um, and I was way too fresh off of complete heartbreak, and I, uh, I basically just told him all the things, like all of the things. Yeah. And we left there, and he like gave me a hug at my car, and you know, I drove home and. And uh, a few minutes later, he texted me, and he was like, hey, it was really nice to meet you finally, because we've been chatting for like a week and a half or something. Oh, He's like, that's a lot to unpack, and I'm still processing, <laughs> but you're a lovely person. And I was like, oh. no, nope. Yep, overdid that one, <laughs> which is fine, because it wasn't going to be a thing anyway, but yeah. I
1: just, okay. Yeah. I had a little lesson learning moment. Well, there. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny example, but I think the whole point was, like, you are so great at being open and transparent and vulnerable and just, like, being who the fuck you are. And I try. I admire that about you. I am not as open certainly not as vulnerable. Um, So, I mean, I feel like I... I learn from you, even in these funny stories, <laughs> how important it is to be like that. Because I'm we'll a little to bit of service. Please keep fucking up more dates so I can develop <laughs> Happy as a person. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, you know, learn uh, from those stories about the importance of being open and vulnerable. And uh-huh. you know, yeah. It's, uh,
0: I mean i I will. Never shut up about it, about vulnerability and and being authentic and letting people get to know who you actually are. Um, I spent many, many years trying to be who I thought other people wanted me to be. And that's Mm -hmm. no fucking way to live.
1: Sure. I mean, it just wasn't, it just was a new concept to me, honestly. I think part of it was my upbringing, you know, growing up in Montana, my family and I love each other, but we weren't. Big huggers growing Mm. up, even like me and my parents, you know, we weren't big huggers. Um, I, you know, struggle a little bit with uh, the people that are immediate huggers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Megan's not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. Guys, I mean, I will hug my children to death and Mm -hmm. I will hug my friends if I know you well, but I struggle with, like, you know, at a business meeting or. (laughs) I still um, want to know who the fuck is hugging at a business I meeting. Think That's so weird. People do that. I mean, why? it's because we live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know. <laughs> people are very sensitive here. Um, but also, I mean, even just like meeting somebody at a barbecue, like maybe if you've had a lot of drinks, there's hugging. I don't know. See, I would do that. I just. I wouldn't do it at a business Exactly. Meeting, like if you just met somebody at a barbecue for the first time and you guys got along well, then when they left, you'd probably give them a hug. I probably right? would. And I would be the person who's like, ooh, why is she hugging me? I don't. No sorry <laughs> i don't really know this girl but like maybe i'm being an uptight bitch i no. don't know like maybe Again, I, maybe i medium. need to calm down and just accept the hug i don't really know no. but no, it because is... that, there's a consent issue in there too well, for
0: sure that's a whole okay. other episode topic yeah that's but
1: we went to a different place and i expected we'll get, us we'll
0: get to there. there no and I, I don't mean in a Anyway, I just, I think that like everything else here, there is a happy medium in there somewhere. Like,
1: yeah. And I don't go around just hugging everyone. No, and I'm not, I'm, I'm (laughs) kind of joking. I mean, I'm not just talking about hugging, but I mean, just the concept of being open and being Mm -hmm. vulnerable and being willing. I mean, you know, people all over struggle with that. Um, And it's important because that's the only way that you can learn and heal and mm-hmm. grow from any challenge you've experienced in life. Right. So,
0: yeah, but it is really
1: hard to be open. So totally. I think there can be a perception that people that are open and willing to be vulnerable are weaker, but actually I think I've learned that those people are stronger mm. because they're willing to um, take, you know, any feedback or criticism because they want that growth opportunity Mm -hmm. and they're wanting to open themselves up to let others know that they're not alone or get support or that's a big thing for me is you know in in all of the shit
0: that I've dealt with the last several years I have learned that number one talking about it has really helped me process it all and in being willing to talk about it I have felt less alone because I've learned about other people going through things right. as well. And I've found that it helps other people who think they're alone. So the idea that, like, nobody's experiencing anything new at this point, frankly. Except the coronavirus. Well, we're, and, and we're all <laughs> in that one together. Um, yeah, I just, there's something to the idea that being willing to talk about difficult shit Helps to normalize. It helps to take that yeah. stigma away, and and can help everyone. It's a it's this kinship. Like we're all going through shit. Everyone has hard stuff,
1: and the more and willing you are also to also, not everyone has access to uh, counseling yeah, and mental medication. health care. Yeah, and, um, you know that's why there's other resources out there for mm-hmm. you, but you know, your first and most immediate resources, your loved ones, whether that be your friends or family or both. And right. so, um, I mean, I've, I've nobody saved nobody can my... do anything for you if they don't know what's going on. Totally. Right. I've saved myself tens of thousands of
0: dollars in therapy. I mean, I'm in therapy, <laughs> make no mistake. Yeah. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for it. But I have also saved myself so much money in therapy by being willing to talk about my shit with my people and Mm -hmm. having people who are willing to talk, like hear me talk about my shit. Right. It's really, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's meant a lot to me.
1: It also, um, strengthens, you know, your bonds with Mm -hmm. people too. I think, I mean, I have several friends that we've been able to support each other through difficult things and then celebrate Mm -hmm. successes too. So, um, well, you know, this is a lot of touchy feely talk for me, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Making them um, comfortable. Woo. Where's the <laughs> prosecco? It was, was several minutes. That of, was a lot, well, there's a whole bottle right here. I'm would you like sweating, more? I think. Um, Take a sip. <laughs> so, on the lighter side, uh, one other area, I guess, I would say that we are quite different is in our type. I'm Doing air quotes right now. Oh yeah. And we've had a lot of discussion about you know. Whether types are even a thing. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we certainly tend to approach dating differently in terms of what kind of men we're attracted to. (laughs) Yes, we do.
0: Megan likes a a good, rugged, bearded, manly Montana man. It's to
1: have a beard, but... I mean, it helps. I mean, he... First of all, like, I don't know, to me, like, a guy knows how to do shit, right? Like, if you've never mowed your lawn before...
0: I've never mowed my lawn.
1: You're not a guy. Okay. (laughs) But I have mowed my lawn a hundred times. You have. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know, I think I'm used to, like, my dad and my brother and all these guys that Mm -hmm. I grew up with that that was just, like, part of your upbringing, you know? You learned how to do shit. I mean, just today, I was calling and texting my brother a million questions about uh, how to address something around the house. You know, he's kind of my go to and I've been on dates with guys in Seattle that, you know, have nicer clothes than me, who have more product in their hair than me, who have (laughs) and they're probably like just a typical metrosexual guy. And they might be a super great, successful guy, but there's a little bit of an attraction challenge for me there.
0: And that's, I mean, you can't really help what you're attracted to. Right. I don't think.
1: And I'm not necessarily saying that's exactly your jam, but I think you're a little no more willing to go less rugged than me. Yes, I am. I am. Um, the yeah. beard thing. Mm-hmm. You're not a fan of the beards. If as it's I a am.
0: nice, closely cropped, like well-kept beard, <laughs> I can get into it, but... Um, it, I, it's just kind of an easy, hard pass for me if there's like a big, long, bushy
1: beard on, I know. Well, I mean, I have limitations too. Like I'm not dating any of the cast from Duck Dynasty or anything. (laughs) So Maybe that's where you've been going wrong.
0: (laughs) I mean, they're not exactly here. There's
1: not, I was going to say there's not a lot of people like that in Seattle. No, not so much. But guys, I mean, I don't know how many of you are trying to date in Seattle, but it is rough out there it's rough it's rough if anyone doesn't know what the seattle freeze is i would you know recommend that you google it and then you will know what we are up against
0: yeah and i i mean so i as a native seattleite um i've always had a little bit of an issue with the idea of the seattle freeze because i'm not like that (laughs) and so i'm like well well, that, that can't be real like i'm nice i'll talk to anybody and the idea that most people who live here aren't from here. What? Most people who live are you kidding? Most people who live in Seattle are not from Seattle. Right? Well, I, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> me. I, I mean know. I'm not from here and I
1: live here, but Most I Most people
0: who live here are not from here. Okay. It's like seventy percent. So if people are freezing other people out and being assholes and not talking, <laughs> is it people from Seattle or is it the assholes who moved here from somewhere else? Sorry. I get fired up about this
1: <laughs> well I don't know I mean obviously I don't have any of the answers I've been I'll take that for uh, that like means nine I years oh that means I God. win it's fine that's not your Prosecco theory that's my Prosecco theory it's not
0: it's not me it's you that's uh, my
1: Prosecco theory
0: <laughs> fabulous
1: <laughs>
0: I am so glad we cleared that up perfect
1: <laughs> oh, God. I don't mean you specifically. I just mean like yeah, all the transplants. So now everybody knows who we are, why we're here. should probably give them a little better idea of what we plan on talking about. Yeah, a little teaser. Forward. Yeah. So uh, let's just give some examples of some episodes that we will have coming up. Uh, things that I can think of. Body image we're going to talk about. More dating app fun, uh, some co parenting, mental health. Uh, what else, Michelle?
0: Oh, geez, like breakups. Um, yeah, we've got ooh, some good
1: breakup stories. We do.
0: Uh, you know, something about psychics and mediums we've been wanting to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, baggage,
1: red flags, or life experience. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. both. <laughs> Could be either. And, you know, we may have some. Friends and some of our peeps that have expertise in these subjects join us from time to time, so you can look forward to hearing voices besides our own.
0: Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, we're not the experts on everything,
1: right? And we want to hear what you guys want to talk about too. Uh, You know, I'm sure that you all have some great ideas that you'd love for us to debate and come up with some prosecco theories on. So. Michelle, what is the best way for people to submit ideas for episodes to us?
0: You can find us online at ProseccoTheory.com.
1: Um, there's an easy
0: email button right there, or you can send an email directly to cheers at ProseccoTheory.com. Or you can find us um, on social media at Prosecco Theory on
1: most social media platforms. Yep. You can comment or, you know, put suggestions. We We'll check all of that too, so. Or just tell us how wrong we were about yeah. something we said. Please, let us know. I mean, limiting the hate would be appreciated. Sure, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I think that's a wrap on episode one, Megan.
1: Yeah, it's been fun and uh, cheers to a new adventure. Cheers.